What's going on, One Up Formula family? That's what we're going to call it now, the One Up Formula family. <laughs> and what we're going to be talking about today on a solo episode, just me, is one, what are my own One Up Formulas and diving deep into that because I didn't do that last time. Two is a little bit of backstory about me. So you guys just get a little bit of context of where I'm coming from and what I'm about. And then also as well, what I learned from Brian. I did one of his one-up formulas and I will describe to you all how that went. Real quick, I want to show some love to one of our sponsors, Lessonly, and I love their motto, by the way do better work which is what our podcast is focused on here and what they do over there lessonly is they have a readiness and training software for high growth sales teams so go check them out on their website lessonly.com and much love to you guys let's start off with the backstory so i want to go a little deeper into what i described on the intro episode for most of you that listen to that i started off in sales, still and still doing sales training. However, that's not what I always wanted to do. And most people in sales will tell you the same thing. So I started off wanting to be a sports agent. So Jerry Maguire, show me the money. <laughs> and once I focused on that, that was the mission. So I ended up graduating from the University of Georgia with sports management and finance because I Felt like a double major would help me there. And mind you all, like to go even further back, when I was in high school and middle school, school was never really my thing. I really didn't ever pay attention. And I would try to sometimes even leave early to go play video games in Halo 2 because I was semi-pro. That's another conversation for another time. Uh, But I was never really focused on it. But I knew if I took my studies seriously, I could potentially become a sports agent, which would be really cool. And so... Before UGA, though, to give you all context, is I went to Auburn for a year and a half, and all my friends make fun of me for that. (laughs) But I ended up transferring, got the double major, but at the end of the senior year, I realized that this is not something I wanted to do. Finance was definitely not for me, and also as well, sports management wasn't for me, and then also being a sports agent wasn't for me. And I had talked to other professionals in that space and I realized the day-to-day is something that didn't really excite me anymore. So I had to figure out what am I supposed to do? So I did a short stint in public speaking. I remember graduating college and telling my parents, I'm going to go into motivational speaking. And they're like, you're crazy. <laughs> we just spent all this money. And so I started out in high schools and colleges and locally speaking to these places. And all of that in the beginning was free. And I didn't get paid to, to do this, but I built my brain over time and started to get paid for speaking, which was pretty cool coming right out of college. And my whole thing was talking about helping people get out of a negative mindset to then put them in a positive mindset and the things that you can be doing to get there. Because there was a stint period in the past where I had just gone through a lot of obstacles and there was things that I did to continuously elevate my mindset and be positive. And so as that evolved, I realized that I could help other people take these same steps to be successful. So that's why I went to these schools and that's why I went to these colleges. And also another fun fact about me, I won back-to-back state championships with my basketball team and 
I talked about what that experience was like, where I didn't play that much in junior year. I actually ended up starting my senior year in a couple of games. So I, I talked about that journey as well and how I overcame certain obstacles and was able to get there. And so that was my journey in the beginning. And that allowed for people to really relate to me when I was speaking. And that evolved from there, which was pretty cool. And then, though, I realized I was living at my parents' house, right? And I'm like, I'm not making a ton of money, so what do I need to do? Go into sales. So I went to the National Speakers Association to get better at speaking. But I knew that there's probably people in there that are also in sales because they were speakers too. So I met with someone there. Great conversation. He helped me navigate the tech world, the tech scene. I didn't even know it was a thing until he told me. And he told me about an SDR role. It stands for sales development rep. And for context, that's a sales rep who's doing cold outbound prospecting schedule meetings. That's it. Not the most glamorous job in the world because you're not closing. You're not like, big deals and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this isn't for me. So I tried to go interview for AEs. That was a fail. <laughs> and then I went back to him and said, hey, I need an SDR job. He said, hey, go call this company called Terminus. All right, I'll do that. So I cold called the VP of sales. And when I cold called the VP of sales, she answered. Now that cold call was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. But I think the fact that I made the cold call, she was all about it. And so what ended up happening from there is I got a job interview. Highly unqualified. Went to the job interview though, interview though, and they offered me on the spot, which was amazing. And that's what got me into sales. Not finance, not a sports agent, but sales. The last place I thought I'd be. And so the first three months I really struggled. It was an obstacle. It was tough. And I had to humble myself in those first three months, which then progressively moved into me evolving in that role after month four. And the difference between the first three months and the fourth month and beyond was my mindset. My VP of sales asked me a very important question. He said, hey, Morgan, are you giving this role 100%? And I was like, not really. <laughs> I'm giving it like 70, 70%, right? Like 65, like, you know. So I had to realize, okay, I got to change my mindset around this. I need to go be proactive. Who do I need to talk to? What resources do I need to get? And proactively asking for feedback, which is one of my core values for success. And once I started doing that, everything changed. Got my organization, got my cold calling skills on point, got my emailing on point, got my video on point, and everything just progressed moving forward. And it was, it was just really great experience. And so once I started moving into that role, I started, because of the stuff I had done in the past with speaking, I wanted to do it more. So I just created a YouTube channel called The SR Chronicles, inspired by Ralph Barcy, shout out to him, and then also inspired by Gary Vaynerchuk. And a lot of them had been posting a lot of stuff about brand and putting yourself out there. And on LinkedIn, I was one of the first people to do it. For those of you who are listening, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who may not know who I am and listening in it, to it, it, it really helped elevate my brand and, and completely change my journey. And so I was a person right out of college, right? Four months out of college, putting content out on LinkedIn. Unheard of. But one thing that Gary Vee told me that was so important is you have to document the journey so people can follow you. Don't be a person that comes on the mic and say, hey, I have a million dollar business. Check me out. And here's all the things I've done because I didn't do that. I had no type of success right, of that nature. But what, I, what, what did I have? I was in a role that 
a lot of people didn't really know about and had no content around. So I knew if I created the content, I could lead the charge. And there was a huge white space there. And so from there, as I put out that content, people started to resonate with it and it started getting shared in big organizations like Salesforce and Infor and things of that nature. And people were sharing this content all over the place. And it was just word of mouth. And I was only a rep and I started getting invited to conferences and events. And I was just out of college and I was asked to speak. And I was so thankful that I took the time to do public speaking before I got into this, because if I had gone on stage without the practice that I did beforehand, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> so that's what was really important that I did that there. And that ultimately led into me getting promoted to an SDR manager. I posted that content every single day for six months while still in the role and, and hitting quota and, and one of the top reps. And then that led into me managing 13 reps on strategy and process. And then also I did a lot of the enablement for the team as well. And then I was in that role for a year. And then that's when I got approached by John Barrows. For context, John Barrows has been doing sales training for quite some time and he's runs the organization I'm currently with, JB Sales, and he's trained some great clients like Salesforce, Google, Slack, <laughs> all, all, all the IBM, like all the big ones, right, that you've thought of. And so he found me on YouTube and reached out to me proactively to join his team. Now, mind you, I've only been two years in sales. And I'm like, yo, what is this? Yet that moment was really special for me because it gave me an opportunity to do something bigger and to learn from someone who has a lot of knowledge in sales and in the space, and then also play in a completely different game and travel too, which was fun. I say, which was fun because, you know, obviously we're not traveling as much. <laughs> I'm at home in my apartment, hanging out on Zooms. And so because of that, I took it on. I was like, let's do it. And I've been doing so much in terms of books and podcasts, and I'm very religious when it comes to reading books and podcasts, which got me into a lot of things I do today. And I took it on. And that journey was tough at first. The first year was really hard. I had to travel, learn sales, learn all the things that we were doing, completely different environment, training sales reps, not an easy thing to do. And I'm, I'm year three into it now, and I'm very comfortable in how to do this. I have a very, very militant about my time management so I can get things done. Yet that's my journey, that's my backstory. And it's important for you all to have context on where I'm coming from. So as you follow this journey and this one-up formula podcast, you understand where I'm coming from, which goes into my formulas. So I'm going to talk about three, and then I'm going to go in depth. So the first one I want to talk about is chirotherapy. I, I have been doing this for the past what, year and a half, and I swear by it. So why am I doing it? So the reason that I got into it was because I fell on my back in basketball during UGA and I hurt myself pretty bad that I had some chronic pain for like a while. Not like major, but like some slight ones because I had like shocked a nerve or whatever. And also when I'm working out, I get just like anyone, right? Really sore. And I wanted to find a way to recover and feel better going into the next week. So I did a lot of studies on it and found that chirotherapy was really good. Now, what's chirotherapy for those of you who don't know what it is? It's basically an ice box. So you sit inside of an ice box or stand inside of the ice box, ice box and what you do is the air is super, is super cold. It's like below freezing and you're in there for three minutes. And what it's supposed to do and what it does is gives you better breathing habits moving forward. It allows for you to sleep better. 
It allows you to have a lot more focus in your activities. It also helps you recover your muscles. And what it also helps you to do is be so, I mean, I said focus, but also be so calm, right? In the way that you approach life. And it's a very therapeutic. I like just being there for three minutes and just relaxing. So how did I learn about it? It was just really Google. And I was Googling like top athletes and things of that nature and found that all of them did it. And I was like, wait, okay. So we have like, for example, I think LeBron does it. I think I saw rest in peace, Kobe and some other top performing athletes would go in here and swear by it. So I was like, all right, like if they're doing it, like, let me do it. Because what I was doing is on, on flights, I'd be sitting down all the time and I needed a way to like restore my body and also get my sleeping track in order. So once I started doing it, I would knock out and it was way more healthy for me. So that's the reason why I started doing it. And also as well, I talk like really, really fast. Right. And so Cairo allowed me to like really slow down and be very, very pace oriented as you hear here. And then um, how do how do you do it? So, I mean, like I just said, it's super simple. Like you just go in the tank three minutes and there's different levels. This is really important. There's beginner level, there's intermediate level, and then there's Cairo Pro, and then there's like Pro Pro. So as of right now, I switch between Pro and Pro Pro. This is when you've been doing it for a while, all right? I do not recommend you start out with Pro. You will freeze and you will be miserable and you will hate me. So that's why we're going to tell you not to do that. Start out with beginner and do everything they tell you. So don't be a cool person and be like, you know, I know some people they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to wear gloves. I'm not going to wear the earmuffs. Don't do that. Wear the earmuffs, wear the gloves. Also wear a mask and you will be in a really good shape. I still do the earmuffs. I still do the gloves and I still do the mask, right? I, I stick to this because my ears get really cold. I mean, some people might be different, but that's why I go about it. So the results have been fascinating. And I, I swear by this, like if I don't get it in the week, I feel antsy. I'm not as focused when I deliver content. I'm not able to think clearly. I'm not saying that I don't think clearly, but I'm not able to think clearly as much as I'd like to, because I notice the difference when I do it. That's just the key thing. I'm just, I can move a lot quicker. And then also as well is that I'm able to truly lock in and get stuff done in my time blocks too. And so that's the results I've seen from doing Cairo therapy. Again, if you haven't done this, start doing it. Just try it one time and hit me up. All right. I, I put a lot of people on this and now they swear by it. So that's what I would recommend. In terms of time, I would start out with maybe once a month just to get comfortable. I've now come to twice a week at the beginning of the month and then once a week from there. I do it twice at the beginning of the month to get myself ready and then just once a, once a week from there. And then also pricing, it depends. Like, I think it's like 50 or $60 a month that I pay, which is well than worth it, right? Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's what you need to do there. So all you have to do is just type in Cairo around your area, find local spots and get in there. Highly recommend it. Can help you focus, can help you sleep, all the things of that nature. Right, so we got Cairo. Next, let's talk about one of my favorite ones, floating tanks. 
So shout out to my guy, Scott Barker. Shout out to my guy, Scott Barker on this one. So he told me about floating tanks. And I thought this was ridiculous. I think he told me like uh, this, all this stuff started happening around like a year and a half ago for my like true one up formulas. And I was like a floating tank for how long is it? 60 minutes. I was like, that sounds insane. However, I'm always willing to try. So when I got to the place, because I just Googled it, floating tanks, and my place is called Flow 25. I don't know if it's a franchise or not. So you guys could type that in. It's just Flow and then F-L-O and then 25. And so when I, when I went inside the floating tank, I was like, this is so weird. So you have to shower beforehand. It's a depth prevention, depth prevention tank. Can't even talk right now. <laughs> and you just float, right? It's easy floating. And so you shower, go in there, like I just said, and then it's silence. And for me, like I want to talk or at least hear some music. So complete silence. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> and in that complete science silence for a brief seconds, brief second there, you're like, I got to get out of here for me. Like I, I distinctly remember being like, this was an awful decision. And as I sat there, it was a beautiful moment. And it brought me back to why I was doing this in the first place. I, I needed moments in time where I, needed silence because I'm always engaging with somebody on social or in a training or doing a podcast interview or things of that nature. And I was like, let me just get some silence and like get in my head. Like what is happening in here? So after 10 minutes of floating there, everything went by so fast. I literally was in the most Zen state of all time. And then before you know it, they have a music thing that comes out. That, that basically plays and it's like, you're done, right? And basically you just get up and shower and leave. That was the most mind-blowing thing I had done in an hour time. The best way of going about it, and I'll tell you the results I got from, the best way of going about this is simply floating there and, and letting your body relax and get into it. Don't force the state. The state will come to you. That You have to be relaxed and you have to... Let your mind wander for a bit and then get focused on certain things that you want to get answers to. So if I'm I do it once a quarter for context, once a quarter, I'll do it. And normally it's at the beginning. So I did it already in January and then I'll do it in April when it comes around. And I just focus on things. I'm like, okay, first and foremost, I do goals every quarter. So I focus on what are these goals? How do I accomplish these goals for Hey, what's going on in my relationship with my girlfriend? What's going on with my best friends? What's going on with my family? Like spiritually, like where am I? Am I off? Am I on track? Like how am I doing personally? Am I being healthy? Am I being a trash can, right? So I like go through these things. And if there's major issues, those are first. Critical, so important. And the results I've seen from them are massive. I walk out of there and have a clear vision of exactly what to do. So the funny thing about the floating tank is I got the idea about this podcast from the floating tank. <laughs> like I came out and I was like, we need to talk about how to up level people's life, but not talk about work and career and really get deeper conversations. I didn't have the name for it yet, but then we obviously came up with it later. But 
the idea for this podcast came in the flow and take. The flow of the podcast came from the floating tank. My new idea around Muffins of Morgan came from the floating tank, right? <laughs> like my idea around 103010, which is a form I have for video prospecting, came from floating tank. Like most of the stuff that I come up with personally and professionally comes from the floating tank. Like, oh, I need to go take a trip here. Like came from the floating tank. Like it is just so magical when you come out of there because you immediately have stuff that you do. Now, what I recommend for you to do from a tactical standpoint is write down the things immediately as soon as you get out the floating tank, like put them in your phone, like immediately because you get so many great ideas and every single person I've told about the floating tank since Scott told me has found benefit in the floating tank. If you go, you will find benefit. Now, I just mentioned time. It's about 60 minutes. You can go 90 if you want to. I've increased it to 90 because I'm that person. And I think this is, again, around 60 to $80. Again, it depends on where you're at or where you live, but that's the best way to go about it. And it's super simple to, to sign up for. Again, Google it, find it in your area, and show up. But it, you just walk out like you're glowing. It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the X-Men movie with Magneto when he starts floating in the air at the end of X-Men Days of Past. Like, that's how you feel. You're like, you're like floating in the air. <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. So the third one, I want to talk about this one. Then we'll talk about Brian, right? is journaling so journaling or a diary now so why i did started doing this is because my morning routine used to be awful i used to wake up and immediately open up my phone answer instagram answer email answer linkedin uh, it was just getting crazy when i first started creating content and engaging like that's on, the only thing i did i wasn't working out in the morning i wasn't doing prayer or meditation right? i wasn't doing anything i literally was just like Wake up, work, and then go to sleep, which is awful. So what I started to do is six-minute diary. Now, shout out to my girlfriend on this one. She sent me a diary or a journal to do in the morning. And I was like, all right, like, what is this about? Like, this is going to be most things I see, like, well, this is going to be lame, whatever. But I was like, you know what? Like, let me do it, right? She sent it to me. She obviously knows where I'm at. Let's dive into it. So I did it for the first week and I saw a massive difference and I'll give you all the breakdown of how you can do this. So it's called the six minute diary. So write it down. I recommend this a lot if you see my content, but if you haven't, here you go. And what it does is that it breaks down your morning into three different categories, three things that you're grateful for. What are you looking to accomplish for the day? And then what is your positive affirmation? So a positive affirmation is basically speaking something into existence as if it already happened before you do it. So you'll say like, I am happy and grateful that I delivered an A plus training for the client, or I'm happy and grateful that I was able to increase my max on my bench, right? So you're saying positive intentions out to the universe, spiritual, right? To make sure you take action on that because if you write it down, your brain, your body acts as already happened. So then you'll act as if, and then you'll be with confidence. So you can look that up, but that's what a positive affirmation is. And why you say, I'm happy and grateful that statements you're stating that it's already happened because you already know it is based on how confident you are. And so that's the morning routine. And then there's an evening one. And it talks about what are your wins for the day? How would you like to improve? And then three things you're looking forward to do tomorrow. So it sets you up in such a beautiful way for amazing mornings and also great detachments right from the 
day, especially if it's a busy day and you're back to back or you're in sales or like for a lot of you guys are listening, you're only running a company, you're maybe you're doing a podcast, you're doing a show, like there's a lot going on, right? And so that's why it's really helpful for me. And it's a six, it's, as you said, it's a, as I said, it's a six minute diary. So it's like five or six or seven minutes in the morning. Something crazy, something crazy. And the results that I see is that I'm accomplishing those goals. I'm so goal driven every single day that I, I thrive on writing in my journal in the morning because it's like, I know I'm going to get this stuff done and it doesn't have to be crazy, right? Like there's like four to five goals that I'll write down. So it's like, work out, reach out to five people, follow up on this, reach out to one person I would like to have on this podcast. By the way, if there's someone that you would like to have on this podcast, reach out to me directly and we'll get them on. I'll prospect into them. <laughs> but the thing is like, that's what I'm doing. And I'm seeing results because I'm writing positive affirmations and things are getting done. And also as well, I'm way more action oriented than I've ever been before because I, I know these things that have to get done. And so the reason I'm recommending this is because you, you want to make sure that you have a focus for your day. If you don't know what you're doing for the day, then you're going to be lost. You're going to be all over the place. So that's why it's important to really dive into this and pay attention to how you start getting more results when you do it. And start off small. It's like, this is a tactical standpoint. Start off small when you start doing this journal. With your goals, don't be like, hey, I'm going to do 5,000 videos today. Like, make it small. Hey, I'm going to do two videos, follow up with a client. Say thanks to my mom. Like you could do so many small things and that's what I do. And also as well, from another tactical standpoint, I will check mark all of the things that I did in the morning, in the afternoon to show that I did them. And if maybe if I didn't accomplish something, I'll move it to the next day. So the price on this, if you want to go check it out, it's on Amazon. I think it's like 15 bucks. It's well, it's, it's a ROI plus plus positive. So go check that out. And it's on Amazon if you want to go get it. So those are my three one-off formulas. You guys can go take those and start doing them. I want to talk about Brian, right? Because the whole goal of this podcast is I listen to people and I'm like, let me go try that out. So one thing that I did that was really, really helpful is that life plan doc that Brian talked about. So I had one that was not as fleshed out as Brian's. And so I did the interview with Brian and I expanded on it. And I went into each area of my life. So personal, professional, financial, spiritual, I have a mastermind. So we dove into the mastermind and I was like, what do I want out of these different areas in my life? And how can I be better here? And what are some things that I'm doing that is not making this relationship great? And the one of those things that I'm doing that is making this relationship great so I can replicate that. And so I took Brian's laugh plan and his exact format, and honestly, it was a game changer. Big game changer. I have more perspective on who I am more holistically than siloed. So what I mean by that is from a silo standpoint, when it comes to career, I could talk about that all day long, where I'm tracking, where I want to go, because that's a conversation I like to have. Now, from I'm not saying I'm like running away from this, but when it comes to personal relationships when it comes to more involved relationships like with my girlfriend or family or spiritual like this is an area where I have to continuously improve because I'm so career focused minded 
That's where my brain goes first. And I sometimes drop the ball in other areas. So to have it in a document and looking at it and be like, this is my life plan. These are the goals I want to hit. These are the different areas where I need to improve grading myself and looking at that. I was like, whoa, like there are some areas of improvement here. And the great thing about that is it gives me a humble pie <laughs> right? to be like, oh, you know what? I'm not great here. Let me go reach out to someone who I know who is. And I, and I believe sometimes we look at people's careers and we're like, oh, because that person has a great career, they're great in everything, which is so far from the truth. Someone could be amazing at relationships and you think they, oh, that person doesn't make enough money. So you don't go for them advice. But that person could be the person you need to reach out to that could give you amazing advice on relationships. And so it changed my perspective coming into 2021. And I realized that there's so many people out there who have so many great insights, yet we miss out on them or we don't ask them because they don't have the Lambo, right? They don't have the career. They don't have a baller title. Don't focus on the titles. Focus on the experiences that people can share with you so you can be the best version of yourself. The goal here is to find people who can give you great context on an issue that you're facing. So you can overcome that issue and obstacle that leads to success. And so when I was going through this life plan and writing it out and getting so deep with it, I was able to figure out what certain things that I can focus on to get better. So what I'm learning right now is I need to, one, be better at hanging out with my family and being proactive about that. And so this past weekend, I spent the whole, I spent the whole weekend with them and hung out with them. We went to dinner, went to lunch. I watched basketball with them. And it was just an amazing time. Like my mom texted me and said, like, we loved having you over in the weekend. Like, let's do it again. And we had genuine fun. I don't know how long my family is going to be here. And I don't want to take that for granted because there's some people who don't have that opportunity. So I saw that my family grade was pretty low on my life plan. So I'm spending more time with them. Two is being more proactive and spending time with my girlfriend. We're in a long distance relationship. I typically work from 5 a.m. in the morning to, to around like 7, 8, right? That's not to boast or brag. That's like, that's just a typical day. Like, that's just what happens. And so I sometimes am not proactive enough and to have those conversations and and do and schedule the virtual dates and schedule trips that we that we can go on. I mean, not as much obviously now, but schedule trips that we can go on and, and hang out and spend quality time. And I realized, okay, my life plan, I need to include that. I need to be proactive. And also with my friends, uh practically hanging out with them on the weekends and spending the quality time because it gets me energized going into the week. And then also I realized health wise, I can sometimes be a trash can <laughs> where I'm like, oh, cool. There are the jelly beans over there or Sour Patch Kids. Like that would be great to eat. And I realize that's not the best thing to eat. <laughs> and so what I will do is I make sure that when I snack, I don't snack on random things. I snack on fruits. So you all will hear more about this in uh, the next episode three with, with, with my guy, Mark. It's going to be fire. And he talks about what things you should eat. And I'll dive more into that after episode three. But the thing is like, I like snacking on fruit. So I'll snack on some strawberries, snack on some apples and it's not bad for me. I just 
like something to snack on and eat. So that's why I go about it that way. And so that life plan was a complete game changer. So if you all haven't done that from what Brian said, get into that. He talked about a lot of great stuff like the experiential learning, right? And being very vulnerable with yourself and being aware of your situation to know where you need to go. But I mean, the change in perspective I had when I did that life plan was really incredible. And it made me walk away realizing that there's more work for me to do, but I'm starting to see results. Like I said, I hung out with my family. We, my girlfriend and I were watching Bridgerton right now. So if anyone was watching Bridgerton, hit me up. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good show so far. And I am hanging out with my friends this upcoming weekend. Uh, we're just getting together and, and, you know, in a safe space and we're hanging out. And the thing is, is that like, I've realized the change in my attitude and my mindset because I'm spending quality time with loved ones and friends that I care about. And also I started paying attention to my health, like working out in the morning, eating the fruits. And I've also noticed a difference in my energy. So the life plan is incredible. Don't just make your life plan just for something you care about. Like I can create a career life plan all day long because I'm excited about that. But the other areas where I'm like, eh, I don't know. It helped me realize that there's a lot more things I could be doing to be successful as well. So thank you all for listening to another one up formula podcast. Hopefully you guys walk away and now have some action items to go one up and we will see you all next time on episode three um, where I'm going to go into interview with Mark Mintry and also hit me up, hit me up on Instagram at Morgan J Ingram. If you have any additional topics or people that you want me to interview, because I want to get deep with people and the guests we have coming up are, are going to be great. I, I promise you there's a lot of great insight in there. So hit me up. Let me know. Otherwise, you'll have a great rest of your day. See you all soon.